Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast i know we're all excited and ecstatic after that victory over st louis in the league's cup but we're going to shift focus and we're going to go a quick turnaround and talk about our next opponent it is league's cup i'm your host ivan pineda i am on by myself on this one to defend las aguilas honor but joining me <laughs> are two experts when it comes to columbus crew it is none other than trey and Ben from the Upper 90 Club. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. How are you doing? Yeah. Well, great. Actually, you know what? No one actually, actually ever says that back to me. No one ever really asks me how I'm doing. So it's a first like, time get on with it. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but uh, again, gentlemen, thank you so much. I, it was a little bit of a last minute. Uh, like I was talking to you guys. I stumbled upon you guys, and I knew that we had to get some experts to come and talk, uh, you know, Columbus Crew in America, because I think this could literally be one of those games that just can captivate a bunch of people and, and, and really showcase what this league's cup's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, first off, yeah, it's going to take two of us to be able to beat club America. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to have to be almost two on one come what Monday, but uh, yeah, the experts were busy. So you got us and I appreciate that. <laughs> no, 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 you guys are the experts on this one. And well, gentlemen, uh, I, I kind of just want to pick your brains a little bit here and and, and ask a little bit about your guys' uh, club and how you guys are coming into this one. I know you guys also got yourself a very favorable result against St. Louis. Talk to me a little bit more about that game. I know you guys had quite the drama with the weather delay, whether or not this game was going to happen. It ended up happening really, really late for you guys. So talk to me a little bit more about that game, how you guys feel after that, and, you know, what that does coming into this game. Yeah. I mean, even with that, you know, almost four hour weather delay, I think like the, the crew really came out and took it to St. Louis. Um, you know, they crept back in at the, probably the last 20 minutes. Um, but there really wasn't much of the game that, um, the crew in general felt threatened or as a fan, I felt threatened watching it. Um, you know, Joe Akini came in and was dangerous. We scored for him, you know, bad on a set yeah. piece. But overall, um, it it really having the home field advantage against St. Louis first time we've ever played that club either. Um, mm-hmm. So we we'd never we had no no history with them whatsoever. Um, so I thought that we came out in the front foot, really took it to them, and we're we're aggressive. So yeah, I yeah the, it was comfortable. It was very comfortable. Not as comfortable as your game, but uh, pretty yeah. comfortable all told. Yeah, the, the four-hour weather delay was kind of a nightmare, but it was a total non-issue. St. Louis rotated a bunch. They they had a lot of their players kind of sit for a lot of it. Um, I think they were kind of thinking, you know, we're going to go home. We're going to play America at home. We'll put all our eggs in that basket. And that didn't work. So, And we didn't do much rotating, but I mean, you know, foreshadowing, we don't have a lot of rotation on our on our bench anyway. So we just kind of... Oh, yeah, 
And then Trey was mentioning this before we actually started talking. You guys' team is looking like it's starting to finally come and be healthy again. So I'm assuming that's one of the main reasons as well as to why you guys maybe don't have the luxury to rotate as much as maybe potentially St. Louis did in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting enough. Um, Well, as, as far as, you know, your guys' season has gone. I know I'm sitting, I'm seeing right here, you guys are sitting out in your guys' conference. Uh, how does this kind of season mash up if you guys have to put it all into one word so far? It's been a learning experiment. One learning. word. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> new. <laughs> new. All right. With, yeah. With, the, with the, um, the new coach coming in over from Montreal um, and Nancy. Um, bringing a, a whole a whole new um, system of play, and the way he's aggressive with with the three five two, um, two wingbacks pushing forward. Um, it's definitely he loves possession, but he's he's it's about aggressive possession. Um, he's going to push it forward. He's going to constantly push and push and push. Um, it, it's definitely been something different, especially coming from the last coach, which was Carol Porter, who tended to park the bus a lot more and it was possessive, but not nearly with as much purpose as Nazi has. Yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with uh Wilfred Nazi, our, um, our coach, um, th- is your fan base. Do you guys know much about what's going on in the MLS specifically like coaches and stuff like that? Not, I don't know how deep you want us to get. I wouldn't expect for us to kind of, you know, dive deep into kind of what, where you guys are in the situation. So yeah, got it. So he is one of the most exciting coaches, period like he was highly sought after yeah Yeah. so he's only been head coach for what two or three seasons or something like that we got him luckily from montreal and he took a montreal team that is like should have been playing like like had no business doing well and he made them super exciting was able to sell on a, a lot of their really good players he's come in here and he plays a very different style which is more of like a like what trey said is a three four three but it's um it's not only possession base but it's also like front foot attacking so and i think from what i understand you guys also play kind of a three five two right um actually we had a very interesting formation on against st louis we typically use a four three three we ended up using a um kind of like a four four two diamond situation Hmm. it's very interesting never seen it before um especially under this new manager And, and it's funny that you guys talk about it it looks like this both teams are very similar to each other. Yeah. So right, oh, you guys yeah. have your you guys have your new manager coming in. Um, we have a new manager as well. Both are very exciting prospects in regards to the managerial role. Uh, both like to have the ball. Both are very possessive and both are very direct when moving with the ball. So it's gonna be interesting to see how one or the other tries to find a weakness. And also the fact that we both wear yellow on um, is kind of you know also a thing. So if you guys haven't. Notice it. We'll most likely be wearing. Oh, we notice it. (laughs) We are. We are. We are. We're a very passionate fan base. As you, as you, as like as well as you guys are. Uh, We're a small market. Uh, I say small. Uh, Columbus is huge, but like it's not New York. It's not LA. But and I'm sure you're. Everybody kind of knew the save the crew where the the fan base kind of rallied behind and we were able to like save our club from just going away. So. Uh, I did hear where the main supporter section um, we refer to as the Nordic is going to be doing a blackout. Um, so that is telling to me that we're probably going to be wearing our black kits. Cause you guys are technically the home team. Yep. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. It's it's considered a neutral spot. So you guys get the home team. I, I, so, I mean, we are wearing yellow on our field. We take very personal. I mean, I'm sure the players (laughs) don't, but the fans do it. Our fans are like very kind with other fans. We're not like that, but it's like the yellow thing is um, Nashville is another yellow team. And when they came in and they, I did they even wear yellow for that game. I think they may have. They did. They did. And we were just like, Oh no. Oh no. Not on our house. <laughs> oh, we were yeah, it was we took it very personal, but you know, we'll give you guys a pass. Well, well, thank you so much for that in that sense. Um like like we mentioned, right? So two teams that coincide very equally right now, and obviously you guys just have a little bit more uh time right now playing with your guys' season, kind of at the midway point. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be an interesting one. Like we mentioned, our season has just started. Uh, this is technically after the St. Louis. This is technically going to be our fourth game of the season yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've actually had one game already suspended. So we're a little. We feel like we're a little bit behind. So we're trying to play catch up with everybody else right now. But promising signs against St. Louis. I mean, you you guys saw the games, or at least the highlights in general. Um, really, all of us were blown out of proportion. I, I, we didn't expect an America to be so cohesive. Right off the get-go, especially because we have this new manager, right? Andre Jardinet trying to implement his style. Mm -hmm. We joke about it being like a little bit of Jogo Bonito. uh, But slowly but surely, he's trying to get this America set to play a little bit like his Brazil squad in the Olympics. So surely, uh, surely, I'm sure that this team is going to head in the right direction. And so against you guys, which is going to be a really good uh, matchup because we're finally coming up against a team that kind of plays the same style that we do in the sense that like you guys mentioned very possessive likes to be direct so it's going to be interesting to see how we're capable of kind of finding a way around that because all the other opponents we've ever played have always just done one thing and that's just kind of sit back give us the ball and try to get us on the counter with you guys it's going to be a little bit different and i'm, I'm really excited to see what what the game's going to look like on monday yeah, I fully anticipate it's going to be a five to four score line. Like it is going to be an all out <laughs> barrage. Uh, we're the highest scoring team in the MLS. I, I don't even really think it's close. The second highest scoring team was St. Louis. Yeah. And yeah. we just, dis- I mean, the two one score line is not flattering, but we dismantled them. You guys probably should have won like 10 nothing. Like how many, you had like three yeah. off the post in the first 15 minutes. Like it, what's funny is I, I didn't know your, um, I wasn't familiar with their coach. I knew that you guys were having a coaching swap because Greg Berhalter was linked. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would have been okay. Cause he also plays a four, three, three, but the, the way you guys played, I was like, this reminds me of like Brazil circa early two thousands. Like they're just, they're just like the first goal that you guys had just like the, the one touch passing and stuff. I was like, ah, yeah. man. Uh, okay, cool. So now we're all just kind of like, well, <laughs> You know, the good news is we're both through regardless of the game. Yeah, no, regardless, so I, I, that's, that's yeah. good. So to us, to me going into the game, I'm like, oh, this is a friendly. I hope we see some rotation. Um, you guys may see some rotation as well. That was a kind of a question I wanted to ask you is like, what did you think? Do you think you're going to rotate your squad out? So definitely considering it like, I mean, I, I does. I don't just, I don't know. Well, how about before I answer that, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about expectations because I think that kind of is mm-hmm. going to go hand in hand with my answer as, as far as what Harinen has said already in regards to what the expectation is for this competition. So for the Columbus crew, as far as from a fan's perspective, talk to me a little bit more about the expectation that you guys have for this 
team in this competition, in this League's Cup, and then maybe talk a little bit about how or if, if it coincides with what the, the, the institution itself is kind of setting themselves up for in regards to League's Cup. Interesting. I, I think we're going to have different takes. Trey, you want to take this one first? Um, I think at this point, you know, we're looking to advance as far as we can every single round, take it round by round, and then look at it as if we can progress past this round, we're going to be looking. Okay, we're happy with that. We're happy with that. We're happy with that. The the crew tends to be a team that they could win any game or they could lose any game based on the style that they play. And because it's so untested against a lot of the top teams on the around the league, um, my expectation is we'll definitely make it out of the group stage, of course. Um, Success. Yes. Um, I would love to see us go at least to the semi or quarterfinals um, to be able to, to put a stamp on that we're at least a player. Um, and I'm assuming that we're going to have a mix of, of MLS and League M- Emeki's teams in there. Um, you know, so I, semi or quarter, and I would be pleased. Um, but of course, once we get there, I don't want to lose. So. Yeah. What, and what do you think about like the Leagues Cup in general? What's your take on that? Me and Trey. Uh, Trey. That was the second part of your question. Right? Oh, second part. Um, I'm excited. I think it's a good competition. Um, I think it's something that is concocted a little bit between the leagues and a little bit. You know, I want to see it progress. I want to see a healthy good competition between the two leagues that means something, you know, when we're both playing at our best. Um, I don't, I hate this come in for all-star games and everybody doesn't want to get injured. Nobody really plays and we can't really make a good comparison between the two leagues. Um, I want to see, you know, Club America. I want to see, um, you know, just all the big teams come to the U S and play. I want to go to Mexico and play. I want to go to Monterey. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I want to go to Azteca. Um, you know, those are the, the those are the kind of things that are going to like develop on the North American continent. Better rivalries, better transfer markets, better valuations for our players. Um, you know, so that is what I'm hoping that the Leagues Cup can do. I'm just kind of holding my breath because many things have failed in the past in terms of trying to create. Um, cross league tournaments. Yeah. Kind of like, um, we kind of had an issue with the open cup. Do you guys have something like that down there where you play like midweek against, you know, like different lower level teams? Yeah. Lower level teams. We used to, it was called Copa Mekis. Yeah. And then it got just completely kind of scratched off. And now it's just Liga Mekis completely. There's a lot of controversial, uh, controversy towards that decision, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think ultimately I, I'm with Trey. We want to. You kind of want to go as far as you can. Uh, I'm going to probably root, you know, further down the line for, you know, the MLS. You know, this is like my bread and butter. Just like, you know, Emekis is y'all's bread and butter. So for that, just as long as it stays healthy and like positive for the most part, and it's fun. Like, I'm kind of all for it. I think it's great. I think it's MLS kind of dipping their toes into this this cross league. Um, there was rumors before when this was dropping that they were thinking about doing like a pro rel where 
we combined both leagues. And I thought yeah, that was like yeah. an interesting take because I was like, you know, people were saying, well, there's a lot of travel. And I'm like, well, we played like in Orlando and then we played five days later in Portland. In Portland. And that is, <laughs> we might as well have played in Russia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, Mexico, yo, Mexico is not that far. It's nice. Like we can just go down there. Like, it, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I think they're kind of dipping their toes to see like, you know, are people watching? Does it, you know, do people care? That type of stuff. And, um, I think it's, and I think MLS made it a stamp on it. Like, Hey, we are not going to play midweek. We are going to take a month and a half off. This is your primary focus. And I'm pretty sure MLS, at least from where we sat, was like, Hey, you can't just play your B team. We expect you to go out and compete. And it's interesting that you put it that way because a lot of people, well, a a lot of fans from Liga Mekis were thinking of this competition as more of a Mickey Mouse trophy in a sense. Right, mm-hmm. they weren't really taking it too serious, but I kind of think the league even told the the teams themselves a little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. This isn't a friendly. This isn't a preseason for you guys. Like we need to take this competition serious, right? Because no one's gonna tune in if all you have is your reserves and a bunch of academy players going exactly. up against each other. Mm-hmm. So yep. they want to sell out. They they want to sell stadiums. They want to you know boost the viewerships. Helps that you have a certainly a no messy sign, right? So that <laughs> right, yeah. them a lot. but also uh, in regards to the other teams, like you know, you you want to put out and show out. And I think little by little, as the games have progressed, and as as we sit here going into match day three, now I think a lot more Liga Mekis fans are on board. And and because you know MLS has maybe given Liga Mekis a little bit more of a soccer punch. That they're like, okay, go out there, perform, play, and a lot more attention is being kind of placed on this competition from Liga Mekis side. So now I think we're going to see a lot more of a higher intensity from each team, which is always a good thing. You always want competition. It it brings out the best in both teams. So Mm -hmm. it's an interesting one. So I'm glad that you guys kind of are taking it kind of game by game. I feel like that's kind of where you guys are at in regards to kind of your expectations for League's Cup. Right and and progress as far as possible because you guys are a very rich soccer city in a sense. You know, you, there's a lot of history in the Columbus Crew, so I'm I'm sure that you guys want to be a part of this league's cup and say, you know, we're here to kind of raise our hand and say that you know we're still a, a very important team, not just in this league but in this region as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that I mean. Columbus has always looked down as like everybody's little brother. You know, we're called a small, small market team, even though we're really not that small of a city. Um, but the soccer around central Ohio and in Ohio in general, I mean, look at, you know, even Cincinnati coming up with their Academy um, players playing in the world cup. Roosevelt for the U S is, is a Cincinnati native. Um, you know, so it is good to see, you know, yeah, we want to come out here. We want to compete. We want to play and go as far as we can. And and we love seeing top level teams coming in. You know, we want to, we want the best. We'd love to, you know, if, if whatever team comes in here and we lose to them, we, we want to get beat by the ace, by the A team. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want some, like you said, somebody not to take it seriously. You know, I don't want to go spend my hard earned money to watch not quite a, you know, and, and not only that, there are so many Liga Mekis fans in Columbus and in the U.S. that like those teams kind of I would I, I'm going to say it, like they owe it 
to come in here and play seriously, you know, and not just parade around the team and say, be happy to see us. You know, we want your, your A game. We want to come in, stomp us. If you stomp us, if not, we'll take it to you, which would be fun. Of course. Uh, uh, perfect answer. That's what I love to hear. Yeah. I think ultimately we always wonder who's better, the MLS or, you know, and C- the CCL thing just kind of, I don't really care about that. No, I mean, you know, like I think yeah. we, it's nice, but like you said, Mickey Mouse trophy totally, but this is a little bit different because you have to earn it. Like you're, you're, they're taking it seriously. They're stopping the season and it's literally like everybody kind of plays everybody in the best of the best. It's like the world cup of, you know, how it's structured is. Yeah. It, so it's like, yeah, this is like going to be an ongoing thing where it's who, who's the best. I'm kind of, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, of course it's going to be an interesting one nonetheless. And then, you know, you guys mentioned exactly the expectation on, on, on your guys's and and now the expectation coming into it for us is always, you have to win regardless of what competition you're in, regardless yeah. if it's a made up trophy, regardless if the competition was just announced 24 hours ago, right. you're always expected to win. That is Club America. That is kind of the culture and the players know that. And the manager especially knows that. So coming into this, the manager has said, I know the institution that I'm representing. I know the, I, I know kind of what is being asked of, regardless of whether you guys think it's serious or not. Like we are Club America. So we need to go out there. We need to represent not only Mexico, but kind of demonstrate that we are the kings of CONCACAF. So it's been said, America needs to come out with a trophy because if America does not win this competition, it is automatically looked upon as a failure from not only the fans perspective, yeah. from, from the, the media in Mexico as well. Right. Yeah. We're coming into yeah. this competition with ruthless. Yeah. Quote unquote, the most expensive squad in the CONCACAF region. So that in itself adds a little bit more of, of pressure to kind of showcase. We did so against St. Louis. Now it's taking that one step further and being able to produce against Columbus crew, against a more established team, a team that's been in MLS for a while now that has a a culture and, and has a fan base that can, you know, really uh, put you at, at at unease at their home stadium. So it's going to be an interesting one. It's a fun one, but as far as expectations go for America, no matter where you go, no matter what happens, it's you got to win or it's a bust. So with that said, I do expect there to be some rotation coming into this one only because we have secured our spot into the next round. You guys as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect Harina to kind of just throw all the youngsters out on the pitch. Right. I think he's going to want to be smart and kind of give minutes to some of the players that are looking to try to snatch that starting 11 spot from somebody else, which is going to be an interesting kind of, way to see as what formation he goes with. Is he going to stick to that 4-3-3? Is he going to go back to that 4-4-2 diamond? It'll be interesting enough to see. Do I do expect a couple of players to maybe get some game time that normally don't. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a certain Brian Rodriguez from LAFC. Mm, He's most likely going to get minutes. I would expect him to, to be on the pitch to try to maybe redeem himself a little bit. Um, I expect Sendejas to come in and 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 try to win back that right finger spot from Leo Suarez. Uh, and maybe there might be a switch in goal, which I'm not too sure if there will be, but we might have uh, Oscar Jimenez, which is our number two goalkeeper, come in and play this game, only to give him a little bit of minutes. Um, but I, Malagón just barely came back from Gold Cup, so he hasn't really been involved with Club America that much. So I, that's where the, I'm most hesitant as to whether or not 
uh, there's going to be rotation on that end. So you guys can expect maybe three, max four rotations from that starting 11 against St. Louis. But regardless, uh, whoever steps on that pitch, you are going to see the same type of intensity. At least that is what uh, Andres Harden is going to try to project into this squad going forward against you guys. What, yeah, you, you've got the depth. Yeah, that, that you know, you, you've got depth and you've got guys fighting for positions and you also have a new coach who's new to all these guys. So these guys are fighting for the coach to get that time. So that's that's scary. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at your team and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> when Zendejas comes off the bench, I'm like, OK, that's a thing. But yeah, for us, <laughs> you may see a couple. I mean, the reality is we only have like two or three people we can switch around. We just got Julian Gressel which is a, he's kind of a C team U S player. Um, he played in the gold cup with Sundayas. Uh, he, he is MLS Liga MX. He's good. He's not like going to go anywhere else, but he is, he's very, very, very good. Um, I kind of expect him to start. And we also got a brand new left back. We play three in the back. So the, the, um, we have a new guy back there that looked pretty good. So I kind of, I kind of hope that he starts. And that's kind of that's kind of it. And you're you're probably going to get the our standard top like three, and probably the the midfield is probably going to be the same. Yeah. Our, our top three is tough. Like, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with like Cucho. I know you know Lucas from he was at oh, Tigres, yeah. right? Tigres. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's come into this league, and kind of, I mean, I, I know he fell out of favor at Tigres, but he has come in and just been absolutely almost unplayable at times like totally different player than what he was at Tigres. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we have, um, um, Ramirez up top yeah, as up well. Top. Yeah. And he's back from the Scottish league. So. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's going to be, I, this game is going to be awesome. I promise you this game is going to be regardless of rotation. Yeah. Just the way you guys play, you know, and the way we play, I don't know if we really played a team that is as good at doing what we do than you guys. Cause like watching America play, I'm like, Oh, these guys do what we do and they do it really well, like unbelievably well. So I think it's, you know, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be watching. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be watching a a game where we're instead of sitting back and bunkering, we're going to try and hit you back. That's the biggest thing is that like this, this Columbus crew team is not a sit and bunker and counter type of team. Even if we're up, we don't bunker. They never, not so far, not any game this season that we've watched. That's not the coach's style. That's not what he wants to do. That's not in his philosophy. Um, so you're going to constantly see little wrinkles in terms of like watching them. You know, it'll be a really tactical game, but it should be a really offensive, aggressive game, um, which is fantastic for us, the fans. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm loving that. I, I love hearing that because this is, like I mentioned, the true test for hiding this side. We we kind of always chucked upon like, okay, America can do it very well and look very well against these kind of lower tier sides, you know. And, and no discredit to them, you know, they put on on their fight, and sometimes they they best us like Juarez did in the first game against us. But uh, it's going to be interesting because we want to be able to know that this team is capable to go toe to toe with a team that's capable of playing the same style as us. And I remember this brings me back to a little bit of what um, I can't remember exactly what player uh, mentioned it, but uh, he, he talked about uh, Andes Hainez style. Oh, I think it was Miguel Ayun. He came out and said um, that this team is 
not as predictable as as the last coaches team was right they're able to shift they're able to change tactics and whenever the opponent kind of goes toe-to-toe they're able to kind of adapt and and i want to see that adaptation against you guys and i want to see if we're capable of finding an answer to a problem that we've had for a while now that we have just not been able to be consistent with so yes you I think this is going to be one of those games where it could potentially be that five, five, three, four, two that we're talking <laughs> about. So it, it'll be an interesting one. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. It'll seem very open-ended at times. And I do want to kind of give a shout to all your fans who probably don't follow the MLS. Mm-hmm. I think um, if I may uh, give Columbus crew, watch them a couple of times. Um, who was it that came on and said, we were kind of a much must watch team because of the way Wilfred Nazi came out. He, he was talking about uh, teams like, Napoli and whatever. And he's like, and ironically the Columbus crew and the MLS, like we are super fun. And I guarantee that game Monday will probably be this, this, you know, third match day thing. It it will be the, the one that everybody's watching. Well, besides the messy games, but yeah. No, no, Messi has no games in, in match day three. Right, uh, the, true. Uh, Inter Miami already played both of them. Yeah. So now yeah. all eyes so we're on golden. Right. We'll have so everybody. So no excuses guys. <laughs> Tune in, get your Apple TV subscriptions going. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and, just, and you know what? Um, I, I know I don't, I was trying to look back. I don't think our clubs have ever crossed paths necessarily on mm-hmm. the pitch, but it's not to say that there isn't something that ties this together. You guys had a very good player on your guys' end that actually ended up being a flop for us prior to his career. A certain Federico Higuain. Oh wow! Was he there before or after? Yes, he was there before. Yeah. He was there in two thousand and eight. Why did I not know that? Interesting. Yes. Hey, what? Same thing. I think a lot of these players are do best in certain systems, and if they're if they're taken out of those systems and put in or expected to do different things, then they just don't flourish. I, I think Iguain is one because um, I've seen him go because he went to like where do you go Miami and stuff. Yeah. And it just yeah, wasn't it name. just wasn't the same. And and same thing with uh Lucas Elrion. Like he is phenomenal. But if I've seen I saw him play with like Armenia where he plays out wide and then in the MLS All-Star game, and it's like he's not even I wouldn't even rate him. But then he comes and plays this like whatever number 10, and he's phenomenal. So yeah. 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 Federico's definitely considered a club a club legend around Columbus. Yes. Um, the way he came in and, and, and just took over the, the team, the league, everything and free kicks, just, he, he was that Argentinian playmaker. He was yeah, Argentinian 10. Same thing yeah. as Lucas. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could, I could see why he wouldn't translate well to probably a more aggressive league of Mekis league at that time. Yeah. And it was in it was one of the more darker times for America was when things were not going well for us. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure in that end. So I just wanted to mention that I don't know if you guys were aware of it or not. No, that's I don't know why I wasn't. That is bonkers. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. for us it's a big deal. Like Pippa was, especially in our recent lifetime, like a very important figure and stuff like that. I've I had a chance to meet him a couple of times. The dude's a sweetheart. His whole family. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I, I, I know that whenever I saw him you know, casually play with, with the Columbus crew or, or I seen him, you know, highlights here and there. I was like, wow, he's doing, he's doing things we always wanted him to do in America. Just never could. <laughs> yeah. So, 
it's nice to see in on on that perspective. There's a lot of pressure out of America. That, that that's a big difference yeah. of uh the you guys versus kind of Columbus because we're always kind of considered the underdogs. I mean, they try to take our team away and we had to fight. You know what I mean? Like that's kind yeah. of our MO. So no one expects too much out of us, but we always do really well, especially this season. We are we are doing very well and we love what we're doing, but it, it, mm-hmm. there's just not as much pressure. And I, I personally, I don't think I'd want to play under the pressure you guys have. Whew, it's rough. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you're one of the it's biggest rough. clubs in the world, right? Like that's kind of, yeah, it's basically what we, we, we have that prestige of being known worldwide and you know, it, it's some players fold to it. So it's so just the reality. I of would. It. So maybe you could maybe you could answer me this. I, I made this claim on our on our pod. Would you consider Club America to be the biggest team in North America and possibly this side of the world? And then the second yes. part of it is: Do you think top ten in the world, club size or club following? Yes and no. I think maybe we're like top fifteen. Okay. I would definitely push us top fifteen in, in in the world, um, but I, I I definitely think that there's a lot of culture, a, a lot of richness, a, a lot of history in 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 this team, not just in Liga MX but in the region of Concacaf as a whole. Yeah, you know, I I know mm-hmm. we maybe not have represented this region the best in Club World Cups, but I think from what we're doing or what we have done in in this region. And the following and the fan base and kind of the intention that we typically always get whenever we go anywhere, it kind of showcases that we do have this kind of pool and, and, and that we are this big club. And, and we don't just, you know, say for sakes right. or that we claim, but that we are, that we are the real deal. And I mean, you just go to any Club America game and, and, and you'll see why that is the case, right? Because whether we travel to Columbus, whether we travel to Mrs., um, Minnesota, you're always going to have a fan base, right? And, and yeah. you might not think it's, it's huge, but we travel in big numbers and you'd be so crazy to think that everyone was there when in reality, you have people flying in from Chicago, you have people flying in from LA, from Mexico, from all regions of the world. There is, I, I would dare to say that there is a Club America fan in every corner, or at least in most pockets of the United States. And I think 100%. that in itself, plus what we have already in Mexico, showcases that, you know, and I'm sure there's some in El Salvador, and I'm sure that there's some in Colombia and, and uh, you know, just sure. all across the region. And then, and, and Hopefully you guys get to see a little bit of that come Monday to see, okay, yeah, this is what he was talking about in regards to. I think honestly, our our biggest fear is we know that there's going to be a lot of it. We think it's going to be an away game. We played what Cruz Azul uh, on a Wednesday randomly. uh, What was it? A couple of years ago or something like that. And it was absolutely in a way, in in a way game. There were so many Cruz Azul fans. I'm like, well, the good news is if everybody wears yellow, (laughs) <laughs> like the teams won't really know. Like, you don't like, really know. You're just gonna miss. Yeah. yeah, like it's just a wall of yellow. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like the Spider-Man <laughs> meme where we're like pointing at each other. It's like you're us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're me. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Uh, it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be no, fun. That game's good. This game is going to be fun, and it is going to be exciting and end to end. And it's not going to be like St. Louis because that game was ridiculous. Uh, I, 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 well, I'm just happy that you know uh, of the teams that we could have drawn. I'd much rather draw a team like Club America to have them come in 
and have it be a, a big game. Um, go toe to toe with them in this round. We're both moving through, you mm-hmm. know. Um, New coach, so, exciting coach. Yeah, really it should be a team. lot of fun. Like everybody, yeah, possessions. It is. It's great. Really curious to what the atmosphere is going to be like, though. I think it's going to be extremely raucous. Um, oh yeah, it's, I think it's, it's so gonna, loud in our in our new stadium. It's oh, it's it's, it's built for loud. like yeah. <laughs> like I brought my kids there, the and they were just like, "It's too yes. loud." And I was like, "I love it." It is, and it, <laughs> it's, it's, it will it's obnoxious. be loud. It's awesome. they built it for that. Yeah, it's, yeah. You'll have a That's, blast. The facility is awesome. That's gonna be great. Um, talk to me a little bit more about maybe a key player that you guys have in mind that's gonna be crucial for Columbus Crew to maybe potentially get this victory over America. So the easy answer is Kucho. Um, I think the more nuanced answer is Ramirez. Um, I expect Kucho to score at least one. Ramirez is the type of player that gets into the right position so many times. And if he is on, he opens up so much of this team. He's unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think Ramirez is going to be the answer. Um, If he's on, if he gets a goal or two, or if he start opening up and and does a lot of the assisting, um, that's really who I'm looking to. But I mean, the easy answer is Cucho. If Cucho's on, Cucho is extremely hard to play. Yeah, I think for, I guess the indie answer would probably be because of the way you play, because you um you guys do play down the channels and stuff like that, but there it is a lot in the middle. Like you guys have, or at least that's what I saw in St. Louis. Um, I'm gonna say Aiden Morris and Darlington Nagby. Those are our two like holding sixes slash eights. They kind of patrol the middle, and depending on the flow of the game, they're either like way up the field or way back. And like their dynamic is so important to how the game is played. Yeah. So w- basically what I saw is a lot. You guys just dominated possession. Aiden Morris is job is to disrupt that. And he is a pit bull so much so that he was like injured last year. Didn't play this year. He's done so well that he got called up to the national team. Like he is a very good player. We anticipate on losing him at the end of the season to a bigger club. And I think it, for us to win, and for you guys to pretty much get disrupted, it's going to be Aiden Morris. So you can watch him. He, it's his number. I think is eight. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a young guy, um, local guy. And he just he if he's on, I just he he's amazing. And I, and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Darlington Nagby. He's been on yeah. a bunch of MLS teams. Yeah. yeah, he is. The past couple of games, he has also been absolutely insane. Like he has been his ball handling. He he's been kind of controlling and pushing the ball up the field. Um, I'd say that, and then our starting three, the, the, the thing is the, the back three, I just don't know who they're even going to play. So it's hard for me to, I think Trey and I yeah. to even comment. Cause I mean, that's been no, just so, I, just so your fans are aware, like the past, like seven games, our back three have been three guys who don't play defense Our everybody well, was injured. <laughs> everybody back, was injured. Yeah. yeah there are center backs and it was like, we had a left winger, a guy who last year played on crew two or like, you know, whatever team he's right team. now. Yeah. yeah he's, he right now is starting at center back and is like unbelievably good, but also he plays like a number eight. And for some reason he's, you know, it's like, so yeah, we have three guys in the back that aren't center back. So it's like, yeah. And they've done really well, but I'm, you know, just waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking Definitely. Aiden Morris is kind of the one that I'm thinking you'll just see. He's a workhorse. He doesn't stop. He's an absolute psychopath. 
It's going to be interesting. I think the the key is definitely going to be the midfield battle, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be to see which team can disrupt the other better, especially since both are very much of excessive side, which is curious to... I'm curious to see how our number eight is going to go up against your guys' midfield, right? Alvaro Fidalgo has gotten a lot of heavy criticism uh, this past couple of uh, months, specifically after that red card he had against Chivas in the semifinal that kind of turned the game on its head and, and cost us a ticket, a ticket into the final. So he's kind of have to has to a little bit win back the the admiration that he's had with the fans. And so a lot of eyes are going to be on him in regards to what he's capable of doing, not just to disrupt your guys' midfield, but what he can do stringing passes. He's kind of the engine of the midfield. And, and when he's on it, boy, can things happen. It's like so, yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so when things are going well for America, you can definitely tell because Fidalgo is kind of running all over the pitch and doing his thing. So it'll be interesting to see whether the Spaniard is capable of producing that on, on Monday night, but we'll have to wait and see. Of course, I think everyone, whatever American see you talk to, I think they're going to say the key player for this one's going to have to be Julian Quinones. He's awesome. You saw him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's fast. Yeah. He is. He is just. Uh, he burned I was, I was little, yeah. the St. Louis defense. There was that one point where the guy, he just took a touch by him. He ran by him. And then the guy ended up just falling down. Yeah. And they're like, are you hurt? He's just like, uh, I probably, <laughs> he just got so burned. <laughs> it was the, I was, I was laughing the entire time watching. I was like, that guy just got played off the field. So, I mean, he's, he's dynamic. He can ex- explosive. Like yeah, he's at one point, I wouldn't be surprised if we just have him up top and we just chuck him balls mm-hmm. all day to him and being like, just run and chase and see what you're capable of causing. So, I mean, he's a new addition to the team. He's barely getting kind of situated. He only played like 60 plus minutes. Um, I don't think Karina wanted to risk him. He wants to give him some time to develop and, and really kind of be the player that he needs him to be. And so I'm expecting him to start against you guys and hopefully continue his good stretch. You know, he's been scoring every game so far he's played. Only played two games, but of course, we'll see if he can continue it against you guys. So it's going to be an interesting one, right? We said Monday night is going to yeah. be at, uh, what is it, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock your guys' time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it's going to be a good one for anyone that's down there and you guys have tickets. Uh, I'm sure you guys are going to have an amazing time, amazing experience. Make sure you guys share any of all that with us at uh, over on our Twitter at EY Podcast. We'd love to see exactly how you guys are getting on over there uh, against the crew. And well, gentlemen, I, I think the only thing left to say here is what is your guys' scoreline prediction for the game? Oh, you do Monday? that too? Oh, yes, man. Of we always of we do that. And the other podcasts I've been on, they're like, oh, and I didn't even think about that. What, what did we say? Because we predicted, and now I can't. I, after watching them against St. Louis, I'm like, well. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Trey, you do this one first. Let me see if I can and bring up what we had predicted previously. Um, just give me about two seconds. I'm going to say 2-2. No, yeah, you, and... you did say 2-2. Two, two. Oh, I said 2-2 two, two pri- like previously? Yes, and I said 2-1. Oh, two, two I, I said 2-1, to one, but after watching part of that St. Louis game in the highlights, I'm going to say 3-2 to because I think it's going to be higher scoring than what I originally thought. Yeah, MLS is typically um, and that's three home, to two home team crew. heavy. Sorry, like a lot of the MLS teams, their their records at home always like dwarf away stuff. So like anytime we're at home, we always, you know, kind of feel like we're the favorite. It's just 
it's bizarre that St. Louis, the best team in the West, you guys just made look like a. I mean, they played very bad, but <laughs> we made them look true. like a first year MLS sign. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you got, yeah, and you're just like, hi, we're from we're Brazil now. It's like, okay, cool. Great. Sweet. Yeah. Literally. I mean, yeah. okay. It was fun. So you, you guys, you're going 2 2. And yeah, then you're, I, going, you're not getting out of this. Two, what do three, you two. think? Oh, yeah. No, of course. I was going with my prediction. Look, I, I mean, I, I want to ride the high horse. I just, I want to say it and I want to back up. I want to be a believer and say that we're going to go out there, score some goals, look great. I'm thinking I'm going 3-1, but my mind says it's going to be a little bit more tighter of a game. But I'm sticking with my 3-1 prediction for us. It'd be nice. It'd be great. I don't expect it to be as easy. Nowhere near as the game against St. Louis. I think it's going to be a really tough and and really fought out match. And I'm excited because, you know, you want to be on the edge 90 minutes. And and I think this is what these two teams can provide. Oh, yeah. Regardless of those rotations we talked about, regardless of whether it's going to be, you know, uh, Fidalgo playing in or, or, or Sendejas or whatever the case may be, I think both teams are going to showcase and, and it's going to be an interesting one. And it's going to be even more interesting because you're going to think two teams that have already kind of qualified their ticket into the next round. You think oh, they tie it up, go to penalties. We'll see what happens from there. But no, I think both both teams are looking to prove something. And yeah. So I, I think that's what gives this game a little bit more of a, of, of a spice to it. Yeah. And the fact that both teams pride themselves on playing pretty football. Like, yeah, no, of course. Th- th- of course. I, I honestly think as far as like, if, if, if you're going to get eyes on this game, this is going to be the game that showcases the best out of like both leagues. That's just my yeah, opinion. I after was, after I watching America, say. I'm just like, it's, these are the two best teams. If they're, if they're at their best, I don't think it's just going to be the best game period. Of course, and then let, let's hope that is the case and we make some history in League's Cup, you know? Yeah, for sure. We'll see, we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, um, good luck, Ivan. No, no, thank you guys. Good luck as Thanks well. Thanks for having you guys us. Gonna be good. No, no, thank you guys for coming on. I, I was going to say, is there anything else you guys want to add on or, or, or say before we kind of wrap it up here? No, uh, Trey, you go ahead and then I'll kind of finish up. I was just going to say, you know, for any Club America fan that's coming to Columbus and coming to watch the game, you know, come in, have a good time, cheer, have fun, be loud. Um, we're a friendly fan base. So if you catch passionate, a tailgate, but, yeah. passionate, but friendly, you totally. know, um, catch tailgate before I'm sure anybody will offer you a beer, drink, some food, um, come, come to Columbus, have a good time. So we're looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, the last thing I would kind of put a pin in is, um, y- you know, you watch Liga Mackey's, you know, Club America's your team, but I always, I like watching other leagues as well. And I would just challenge your fans to like, take a look at what, we do. Um, we're just, I mean, go back and look at the history at Save the Crew. Um, our colors are yellow, same as yours. So you don't have to like <laughs> too much. Um, I w- I'm, I'm pretty sure almost every home crew game, there is a like Club America shirt that we're seeing and we're just like, screw it, man. Like yellow. So, I, you know, if, if you, if you, yeah. if you have downtime and you're trying to follow like an MLS team, look at what we do, you know, look at our fan base. We're just as passionate. You know, we, we don't have the big messy fans and stuff like that, but we do win championships and we play extraordinary football. That is true. That is true. So if you guys are looking to potentially grab yourselves an MLS, uh, MLS team, make sure you guys check out the Columbus crew. And if you guys do make sure you guys go check out the upper 90 club podcast. Where is it that they can find you guys on Twitter? Yep. Upper 90 club pod. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Um, I don't know. Just Google it. I don't know. We started YouTube. We, uh, YouTube yeah, as YouTube. Well. Yep. 
Yep. Alrighty. Yeah, I didn't realize this was gonna be video. So like Ivan told me, and I had to get my hair and makeup, and I had to like <laughs> I had to put a shirt on. It was a whole thing. But no, no, trust me, I I I, I run late too sometimes with hair and makeup. So it's, and plus, <laughs> whenever great. we have a child, you know, no, yeah. thank you, you guys as well. Yeah. So it's 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 great. And um, you look, know, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys. Um, have fun. I hope you guys enjoy the match. I hope you guys uh, oh, yeah. have a wonderful game and and like best best of luck and may the best team win and we'll just see what happens from there. Yeah. We'll see on. in the finals. Regardless, we both there you, you know, go. We got nothing yep. to lose, so <laughs> let's just move on and we'll see each other in the finals. And then it'll just be a yellow out. Both teams will wear yellow and it'll be real weird. Let's do it. That exactly. I would love to see that exactly. All righty then. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week to talk all things cool American English on the EY podcast. Uh, as always, thank you so much to our guests. Thank you so much to our listeners, and thank you too much to everyone that's uh, helped make this a reality for us. All right. Without further ado, you guys take care. Have a wonderful time, and as always, arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.